0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the RR Show, the best show on the internet. Today, we're coming at you with a few hot ones from RSlash. Today, I fucked up. So, grab your tea and your popcorn, and let's just jump straight in with our first story from Joshua 1985. Today, I fucked up by taking a shower at work. Now, streaming only on Disney. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras tour.
1: experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. We do, we do. Baby,
0: baby. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben!
1: Baby, the ya, the Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, Taylor's version. So with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.
0: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as
1: vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At US Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and
0: officers are keeping people safe. Join US Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. After a 20-minute bicycle ride through freezing Scandinavian winter, I arrived at work and figured it would be a good idea to take a warm and refreshing shower. Luckily my workplace has some nice big bathrooms with shower facilities. I immediately head into the bathroom, drop my clothes on the floor and step into the shower and relax for a good 10-15 to minutes. After finally snapping out of my catatonic shower state, I draw back the curtains and step out onto the overflowing bathroom floor. And by flooded, I mean, we probably have a good one and a half centimeters, half an inch of water covering the entire bathroom floor. I look over to the corner where my pile of clothes are simulating a cotton archipelago completely saturated by the water. So here I am butt naked in a bathroom at my work with no dry clothes. My first thought was to just put it back on and hurry back home to change but being soaked in sub-zero temperature would lead to severe pneumonia under the best conditions. Second option was to make a complete power move and walk out just wearing a towel and hope I could do a series of Speech 100 skill checks to gaslight everyone else into thinking they were the weird ones and hand over some of their clothes. Luckily I had a third option, as by a stroke of pure luck, I had placed my towel and my private cell phone on the sink, thus unscathed by the water. I frantically googled my work to see if I could find the number for my boss. Success. Now, I just had to muster up the courage to call her and explain the situation and see if she could save me. It's worth noting here that my boss is a lady in her early 30s, so it was of some importance to me that this does not end up as the plot of some Pornhub movie. Luckily, she had a good laugh about it, said I was an idiot, alright, I'll allow it, and found an old soccer shirt in the break room that she dropped in front of the bathroom. That solved some of my problem, but left me with the bottom half unaccounted for. At this point, however, I had spent the last 10 15 minutes twisting my jeans and running them under the hand dryer, so they had reached a state of acceptable humidity under the circumstances. At this point, it was about as good as I was going to get, so I went commando into the jeans and put the soccer shirt and brought the rest of my clothes to a drying cabinet. At this point, I had no option but to get back to work while waiting for my blue collar suit to dry up and just embrace the humiliation and questions from my colleagues about why I was dressed like I was going to a festival. Knowing there's no way to stop the rumors from spreading, I figured I'll just embrace the situation and get a good laugh out of everyone else. I mean, I turn up to work in the towel all the time, but you guys don't have to look at me, so it's alright. Our next story is from Ashen Libra. Today I fucked up by thinking I could be a pizza delivery driver. I, 26 male, was a pizza delivery driver for two weeks back when I was a junior in high school. This was my first job, and I don't think I could have fucked it up more if I tried. Aside from being nervous about starting my first job, I was also apprehensive because I'm almost legally blind and barely passed the driver's exam. I think the tester felt bad for me after I talked to him the whole time about how my pediatrician never thought I'd be behind the wheel of a car, and look at me now! So there was that and I didn't even think to consider that part of delivering pizza is reading the house numbers to figure out where the food goes. I was excited that I got my first job, and I could finally smoke cigarettes for 6-8 to hours a day without my parents finding out. I came into work for my second Thursday shift and instead of buying cigarettes for the road, decided that I wanted to spice up my drives with a hooker. I bought a small one-footer, and it actually fit in my cup holder pretty well. The clouds of smoke that came out were much better and smoother than with a cigarette, and I liked that I smelled like sex on the beach instead of stale six. I get a delivery that is 30 minutes into the middle-of-nowhere PA, and I'm like, hell yeah. Tunes and quality time with my hooker. I start the drive, and everything is going well. I'd heard that pizza drivers get a pass on speeding in my town, and I just drag-raced my 2000 Impala through every yellow light smoke pouring out of my windows. Then I hit a pothole. Now this was not just a normal bump in the road, no. This hole sent the front end of my car into the air, and the pizza got a good jump off my seat. Not only did the pizza fly. But the coals on top of the hook had got airtime too, and the lit charcoals landed squarely on my balls. I panicked and started furiously grabbing at my junk. I knocked the coals onto the felt footliner, cut across the right lane to the shoulder and jumped out of the car. I had ruined the crotch in these khakis, and there was a big burnt hole right through the zipper. You could clearly see my boxes through the hole. I took off my hoodie and tied it around my waist. I figured I would stop on my way back and get a new pair of pants from my house and that the hoodie covering it would do for now. Having narrowly avoided a car accident and being set on fire, I returned to the car and just threw the hooker out the window. I still had 20 minutes before I reached the delivery destination and I had to make up for lost time. It was getting dark and I knew it would be harder to find the house if I arrived after sunset. Funny thing about Nowhere But Trees, Pennsylvania is cell reception is almost non-existent. I heavily relied on my GPS to compensate for my poor eyesight, and now I am driving without guidance. My iPhone 5 just couldn't get any service, and so I was left to figure this one out on my own. For the second time, I pulled over. This time, I was checking the address on the ticket and reviewing the delivery instructions. In the delivery notes, I read, drive past a driveway to front door. The address was simple enough, containing only a house number, no suite or apartment identifier. This makes me feel better because complexes were my mortal enemy and always confused me. I once went from apartment to apartment trying to find the right place. It scared me. I had no choice but to find this house on my own. It was now dark, and there was no streetlights to be seen. I figured that I had to be on the right road, and I'd been driving for about 40 minutes at this point, so I must be close. I double-checked the house number and found a mailbox that matched. You couldn't see the homes from the road, and the mailboxes were the only indicator I had the right address. I pulled down the driveway of house number 34, just like the delivery note states. The driveway stopped way short of the front door. I figured ah so this is why they said to drive to the front door it was a good 50 feet from the door to the driveway and so i guessed that it was a pain to walk all the time and that the homeowner just parked in the yard to avoid the hassle so i would do the same instead of just going past the driveway however i drove right up to the porch stairs i opened the door 15 minutes late with cold pizza and literally stepped from my car right onto their porch. I'd pulled my car so close that my door opened over the bottom step. Without closing my door, I rang the bell. After waiting for a good minute or two, I rang the bell again, still no answer. They teach you never to go round to the back door, but I was desperate and I just wanted to finish this delivery. So I went around the back and knocked aggressively on the metal screen door. No answer. Walking back around to the front, I realized that there were no cars parked in the driveway or the yard, except for mine. And then it hit me that this could be the wrong house. I sprinted down the driveway with pizza in hand and read the mailbox. My shitty dumb eyes misread the label. This wasn't house 34, it was 54. A cold chill went down my spine as I realized that I was lost, parked in someone's yard and most likely trespassing. Adrenaline kicked in and I hauled it back to my car. I threw the pizza on the passenger seat, put it in reverse and went nowhere. My car wouldn't move. It had been raining for a few days prior and my tires just dug into the ground. The Impala was front-wheel drive and could not push the car back out of the muddy lawn. I was stuck. Quick thinking kicked in and I started looking for anything I could use to gain traction. I spotted a pile of neatly stacked chopped wood and figured that logs would get me out of the yard. I took two of them off the pile and threw them behind my tires, firmly digging them into the grass. I got back in the car, set the shifter to R and tried again. This time the car launched backwards and down again into the mud. When I got out to look, I saw my tires had dug the logs into the ground and buried them. I looked again for anything that had surface area. I thought that if I could just get traction over a wide enough area, the ground wouldn't be able to eat whatever I put under my tires, and I'd be able to get out. Nothing fit that description that I could see, except maybe, just maybe, the lattice that covered the underside of the porch. I was fully panicked at this point and desperate to get the hell out there, so I started kicking and tearing at the lattice until I had two long sheets of it. The porch was now damaged, and there was no turning back. I made little ramps under my car and tucked the lattice under my tires the best as I could, got back in the car and tried to reverse again. This time, my tires spun and kicked mud onto either side of the car, and I didn't go anywhere. I got out to inspect and reposition the lattice, but it was gone. There was a corner of lattice that was sticking up from under my car like a hand coming out of a grave and I knew I had just drilled the damn things into the ground. I literally started crying and pushing on the front bumper of the car, hoping I could move it just enough to get it out of the rut I had dug. Pushing the car didn't work. All I did was cover myself in mud from my shoes to my elbows. I was completely stuck in this guy's yard. No cell service, dug holes in his lawn, and had destroyed his property. After about ten minutes, I gave up. I sat on the hood of my car, threw my hoodie in the trunk and tried to brainstorm the next move. That's when I saw headlights coming through the trees and illuminate the driveway. My heart froze and I jumped off the hood of my car. A huge black pickup truck barreled down the driveway stopped and sat still, humming at the end of the drive. The cab light came on and I heard the driver open the door, followed by What the fuck is going on here? I tried to get ahead of the situation and approached the truck. I couldn't see the man behind the headlights, but I reached out my hand when I got close enough and tried to introduce myself. Hello, sir. Um, I'm Ashen Libra and I work for a pizza place in another state. I got lost and my car is stuck in your yard. He wasn't having any of it. The man didn't shake my hand, didn't say anything. I could see he was eyeing me up, and then he got back in his truck. He spun out his tires on the slick pavement into the yard, spun the truck around, hopped out and started rigging my Impala up to chains he had in the bed. Without saying a word, he hauled my car out of the ditch I had dug and pulled it to the driveway. I felt relief wash over me, and I dug in my pocket for any cash I had as a peace offering. And that's when I saw the hole in my pants had grown substantially. It was now just a gaping hole over my boxers, which had been moved enough to no longer cover my dick. I had approached this guy with my dick out and couldn't even get my hoodie because he was pulling my car. I was mortified. He got out of the truck and I walked over to him with $10 in ones and my hand over my crotch. As I reached out to give him the money, he smacked my hand away and said, Get the fuck out of it! I never ran back to my car so fast as I did that day. I was happy to be free and also scared shitless at the same time. I drove back the way I came, covered in mud, exposed, and now about two hours late on my delivery. I figured the homeowner would be calling my shop and guessed I was going to be fired for this, so... I just ate the pizza. When I got back to civilization, I saw I had eight missed calls from Pizza Place. I knew it was bad and just never went back. I even forwent my last check because I just couldn't bear to show my face. I still have the Pizza Place driver light in my garage. I don't think they'll ever get it back. I was terribly embarrassed and I hope the guy never called to tell them what happened. Oh my god, that's the day that just kept getting worse, isn't it? But also imagine coming home and finding a guy that's dug up your driveway, vandalized your porch, stood there with his dick out trying to shake your hand. (laughs) Uh. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Today I fucked up by completely misunderstanding the secret Santa game at work and making a complete fool out of myself. A bit of context. I'm working in Europe and I was raised in an Arabic country so Christmas and everything else that comes with it is a completely foreign concept to me. My colleagues are awesome and I'm really enjoying working with them in the company. The only downside is that when they're extremely tired, their English tends to make less sense. We are a small team of five, and my manager brought it up to me that she wants to do this thing where we make a game and choose a name, and then give that chosen name a gift. I remember, I double-checked if I understood correctly. I said, oh, so the whole team is going to buy a gift for that person. Being this conversation took place on a late Friday afternoon and her being tired she said yeah sure. I found the concept weird but I thought maybe it's a cultural thing so I said yeah sure I'm in. We didn't really talk about it since. Today at work they said that they're going to finally play the game and to find out who they're going to gift presents. I was like cool. We're going to find out who the lucky bastard is getting the expensive gift. They also said Secret Santa. I thought, wow, what a creative, unbefitting name for such a game. So my manager brought a paper bag, and the names were inside written on small pieces of paper. She asked us, one by one, to take out one name each. I thought, since we're five, for every name there are five pieces of paper, and the name that's picked the most will be nominated as the chosen Secret Santa or whatever the fuck. I was rationalizing how this is going to end up with one chosen individual getting the ultimate gift. One girl said she'll go first and was excited. I was like, what the fuck, but why does it matter? Weird but sure. This is my inner dialogue, by the way. We all picked and then it was my turn. They're hiding the papers and reading them in secret and I'm thinking, what's with all the secrecy? I was the one before the last. I put my hand into the bag and only noticed two papers left. Another what the fuck moment. I say nothing and pick up one of them. It's Celine, my favorite colleague. She deserves it, I thought. My manager picks up the last one and I thought it was time to vote. I get excited and wait for her to give us the mark. Instead, she asks us to put back the papers in the paper bag and to not forget who we picked. I thought, why not just put the papers on the table and see who got voted most, but whatever. At this point, I started feeling that I think I might have misunderstood the whole thing. We put the papers back and then I ask, so who did you guys pick? I got Celine. They collectively looked at me and said, no, but what's the point of the whole secret Santa thing if we're going to tell now we have to do it again. I tell them we're choosing one to give the gift to right and now we're voting and they all look at me confused and basically say uh what then my dumbass finally gets it the realization hit me like a truck it all clicked i go like wait so the person i got in my paper is the person i'm gifting and someone else got my name so they'll gift me yes i said Oh. Now I get it. And they all started laughing. I feel like I have two brain cells. By the way, I got Celine again. We work closely together and the support on all fronts from her is immense. She deserves this and much, much more. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for joining us on yet another fantastic episode. I can't wait to see you guys in the next one. Until then, guys, peace out. Take care. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed Terror Takes Center Stage.